Alright, so we are in 1 Kings chapter 19, and notice in verse 12, it says, And after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because of the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword, and I, even I only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Now, what Elijah said there was mostly true. All these things that he said about Israel was true. However, what Elijah said, while I believe he was expressing a, the truth that he felt at that time, the reality was the facts were not with him. And when he said, and I, even I only am left, that was not a true statement. But Elijah, he was somebody who for sure was a man of God. He was somebody who was a, a very great man, did many great things for God. But clearly, during the story, we see he felt very alone. He felt like, as he's standing against this evil that was rightfully evil in his own country, he's got, they've got a wicked king, a super wicked queen, and the people are going along with all this stuff. And Elijah just feels very alone. But notice what God said in verse 18. Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bailed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. So while Elijah felt very alone, Elijah was not alone in this situation. There were 7,000 people that God had that were still on his side that hadn't gone along with the foolishness, that had not bowed the knee to Baal. And God recognized those people. But Elijah, he's ready to die at this point because he's in his mind, he's all alone. He's all, he feels like he's all alone. And we've probably all felt that way before this world is getting so bad. It is very easy to feel alone, to feel isolated. It's easy to feel like you know we're the only ones serving God. Our church is the only place where truth is proclaimed. It's easy to feel that way. If you watch the news... Okay, we're in election year. Election years are always discouraging. Election years are always divisive. And let me tell you, if you watch the news, if you watch the presidential election, if you watch the debates and all these different things, I feel like we have nobody representing us. Absolutely not. And don't come to me and tell me how Donald Trump's going to save us all, all right? Please don't do that. I, I feel like we have no representation. A absolutely not. And it's pretty discouraging. It's like nobody is speaking for us. Nobody is speaking for people like us. And I do. I believe there are a lot of us. I, I, I believe there's more than we realize. But again, it's easy to not, to not feel that way sometimes because many times we're not seeing these things. And so no matter how bad things get, we need to understand there has always been a faithful remnant. And I believe there always will be a faithful remnant. I don't believe we'll ever, I don't believe we will ever be alone, but we will feel that way from time to time. We see in Psalms 12, 1, David, this is the Psalm of David, and it says, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. Now, I believe David's words here are words we can all relate with, but at the same time, while David, this is a, this is a prayer of David. This is something, a psalm of prayer that David is saying to God. David is expressing his emotions, his feelings. But you know, his feelings are probably not completely accurate. 
Because you know our feelings often, you know, we, they're not always completely accurate. Uh, we sh- you shouldn't always just trust your feelings. But even though it isn't hard to get Christians to recognize the simple facts about all this, it doesn't change the fact we often feel this way. And when we feel this way, sometimes feelings end up trumping facts for people and they make decisions based on their feelings. And and that's not a good thing. And listen, men, we ought to know feelings don't always equal facts. Don't you try to tell your wife that sometimes if she's getting a little emotional? And listen, that's why God put men over the over the ladies. You know, men tend to, tend to think more logically based on the facts where women often think emotionally. Okay? And thank God for women. We're a great team, but God put the man in leadership for a reason. But you know, men, sometimes we can get a little emotional and we can kind of give in to feelings. And we've got to watch out for that. It, our feelings usually are accurate. And feelings change. Pretty, they can change pretty fast, pretty fast sometimes. But we, we, we would all like to think that we would be willing to stand only with us and God. But the reality is, we like standing with a group too. We like having a lot of people on our, uh, on our side. But again, it's, it's discouraging. When you look at what is going on in our country, when we see the wickedness that is abounding, it is very easy to feel very alone. There are powerful forces at work. When you understand too that you know, candidates. It's all about who the big donors are. That's what makes all the difference. You know, the reason we still have, you know, everybody's like, why is Nikki Haley not dropping out of the race? Because she's still getting donations. Because big donors are propping her up, even though she hasn't got a chance because they're trying to do damage to Donald Trump. They're kind of trying to keep things divisive in the Republican Party. But It's not about the voters, ladies and gentlemen. It's about the donors when it comes to these things. And the money that is behind these things, it's just beyond anything that we can comprehend. I mean, we think, you know, they make, they try to make us feel so powerful with our vote. You gotta get out there and vote. But in reality, we have so little power in many of these areas. And And in reality too, where our real power is, is not where they say it is. It's not in the areas that they're talking about. We're going to probably talk about some of those things. But I, I think it's important too. You know, we've, we have forgotten, I think, because we want to forget about 2020, about COVID. In fact, I, I, uh, I couldn't find one of my jackets. And so I went to my closet and I pulled out a jacket I hadn't worn in a long time. And you know what I found in one of the pockets? A face diaper. A dirty, nasty old face diaper. They made us wear, and I started having flashbacks, you know, like a Vietnam veteran and all this stuff. And my PTSD kicked in, and I, 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 and I specifically too, because it was kind of nasty. And I remember one time we were being forced to wear masks at this place, and so we like we were outside, and I remember we got it all dirty and nasty looking on the outside, and you know, we like rubbed dirt all over and got water on it just so it looked disgusting. And then we were going around in this place just wearing this disgusting looking mask. And, you know, why do that? Just to be obstinate and rebellious. And, you know, again, some of you, you forgot about that time. But, you know, we, during that time, we saw just how messed up some things are in this country. Just how, you know, how much power these people have. How wicked they are. And we need not forget it. We have those COVID land documentaries if you haven't seen them yet. You need to watch those things because we need to be reminded about these things. Because it is, it's, it's real 
And, and most of our, I think a lot more of our country, you know, was not going along with that stuff, did not agree with what was going on. But the fact is, they made us feel like we were all alone in those situations. And we saw them literally get away with murder in many areas. Now, a lot of you might know this, and I, I got permission from Miss Patty to say this, but her daughter, April, uh, the, um, she, she died during that whole mess. So I'm going to read some of these things. I don't, I don't have time to read all this. I can leave it up here if you want to look at it after church. But this is a reminder of what's going on in our country, the type of people that are running things. But first off, so April, April she was 39 when this happened. She had no pre-existing conditions. She was an employee of CGH Hospital in Sterling for nine years and nine months. Uh, the most recent position at FNP and at Prophetstown location for two years and th- uh, three months from being vested with CGH Hospital. April chose not to have the you-know-what, the jab that you're not allowed to talk about on the Internet due to religious beliefs. She was granted religious exemption by CGAs and then diagnosed with COVID on Saturday, December 4th. And when they would give it to you, they didn't like it. I mean, you got people were getting in trouble when, when you would do that kind of thing, even though they absolutely should have been able to do it. But she was diagnosed with COVID on Saturday, December 4th, 2021. April's employment put her at high risk, caring for 10 to 12 patients per day during the COVID outbreak. Her building where she practiced was short, uh, shut down due to COVID a month prior because her nurse contracted COVID. April was admitted to CGH Hospital on December 9th, 2021. Two days later, April was hooked up to a ventilator on December 11th, 2021. Family not notified. Now, I, you know, I said I'm not a doctor, but we've all, we all are familiar with the very questionable protocols that they were forcing everybody to do. We also know, too, that the reason they were forcing all those protocols is because the government was telling them to. The government was telling them all these hospital stuff, you're going to get paid for all this stuff. They, they didn't have to worry like they do when other patients come in. Are these people going to be able to pay? Do they have insurance? No, they're getting guarantees from the government of big money for every patient. That You better believe they had motivation for this stuff. Because these things are being mandated in high places, nobody's even questioning anything. Even though a lot of doctors and nurses are like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. But at the end of the day, everybody's passing the buck up higher and they're just going along with these things that don't make any sense, that were very questionable, that were very harmful. And so on December 16th, uh, April's mother called Dr. Easington and requested ivermectin. He said he would not give ivermectin to her, claiming it does not work and no MD in this hospital would administer ivermectin. And I, ivermectin, I wonder why they wouldn't do that. We all know why they wouldn't do that. April refused remdesivir, but she was given it anyway, according to Dr. Easington. Dr. Easington was told by uh, mother to document phone call paperwork. He, uh, he did not do it, to her knowledge. On December 21st, CGH attempted to remove April from the vent, was unsuccessful. Uh, the vent was placed back on. The vent was removed like she was coming out of surgery and not out of sedation. No nutrition was given for 11 days by any means. She was treated like a COVID hospice patient. No treatment given for double pneumonia. No lung doctor saw her until she was taken off the vent and put back December 21st. No MD communication with son or husband until December 21st to nurses only. Two separate MDs instructed hospitalists to take April off medications that were putting her kidneys at risk. Hospitalists refused, resulting in her kidneys being shut down, and she was also required a blood transfusion 
for reason unknown. And so we could go on and on with a lot of these different things, but ultimately, what ended up happening, she died from sepsis, liver failure and kidney failure due to hospital care and deadly combination of drugs on March 14th, 2022. The hospital financially incentivized to use deadly protocols. And you remember too, how all of a sudden there was like all these deaths and then there was like a huge drop off. It was those stinking protocols that they had. And everybody knows that, but you're not allowed to talk about that. April, you know, so April turned 40 years old in the hospital on January 24th, 22 and died on March 14th. And folks, some of the stuff that she's had to deal with too, even just speaking out against this stuff, it's ridiculous and it shows just the power these people have. We've seen what they're doing to people that were in any way near, near the Capitol during the January 6th protest and things like that. I mean, it is terrifying what's going on. But at the end of the day, most people, they see these things and they're like, this is horrible. You know, when, when you come to the realization, our government did so much damage during that time and in reality probably killed more people than they helped. We all know that. We can all see that. We feel that way. We're outraged by it. But at the same time, it's like, what do you do? I mean, what, what do you do? If, if I go up against Big Pharma, I mean, look, look, look at Pfizer. The, the kind of money that they have, the money that they're paying these football players, you know, so they can, I mean, just like a little punk. Just go around. What's, what's that quarterback? I don't care he won the Super Bowl. Like a little punk, he takes a paycheck from these people, so they let him shoot him up with all these shots, go around with his band-aid, telling everybody else to get the same thing, because they're paying him to do it. How do we compete with stuff like that? How do you stand up against stuff like that? And it's real easy, when you see that kind of thing going on, to just say, there's just nothing we can do. Just give up. It's all bad. It's, it's all evil. But the reality is, there's a remnant out there. There's real people out there getting hurt, real people dying, real people who have their loved ones. And you know, and think about it too. If you're up against some big government person, some big government policy causes somebody that you love and your family to die, you know, you don't want to just be like, oh well, my family member's dead. There's nothing I can do. You want to do something. You want you want to get it known out there because you know what? While these people mean nothing to their government. They mean everything to us. When you look at what's going on over in Ukraine and some of the things that all these soldiers, they're forcing to go fight these, bat, these ridiculous battles and women dying, disabled people dying in these battles. And it's just like, you know what? If that's your family member, imagine that being you. And one of these days, you know, these things, they're going to touch us. They are going to affect us and I'm here today to tell you that, you know, when it comes to these things, we need to remember, we are not alone, even though we feel alone. And I do think there are some things that we can do. There are some things we can do. Now, I wish I had the ability to just go, you know, find Fauci and take him to the town square and, you know, let the country have their way with them. You know, I, but I, I don't have that power. I don't have the ability to do that. Take, take, our, take our current president, take our former president. And, you know, put these people on trial for some of the things that they did. But, you know, that's not going to happen either because, you know what, and I don't want to get sidetracked on this, but we have no faith in our justice system. 
Do you realize that is one of the signs of a failing society when you can't trust the justice system? Oh, your Trump got charged with whatever? I don't even know what to think about it. You know why? Because I don't trust our justice system. Because how come they're not charging Biden with these things? Why didn't they go after Hillary for these same things? You know, it's clearly biased. I mean, folks, I think it's very important that we recognize just how perverted and how demented and how compromised and just how wicked our Congress is, Republicans and Democrats, how bought off these people are. They're absolutely bought off by people who do not have our best interests in mind. They do not have our best interests in mind. And we need to get a hold of that. We need to recognize who these people really are. And I'm here today to tell you, the more of us that realize that, the more of a threat it is to them. The more they're going to need to keep doing things to censor churches like ours and, and voices out there who are actually speaking truth when it comes to some of these things. And so, I, I think it's important that we do our part when it comes to motivating the remnant, standing with the remnant. You're not alone. Okay? People who are against the wickedness that's going on out there, people who are in positions where they can do something, I believe we ought to motivate them. I believe we ought to encourage anyone who's doing right, anybody, any, you know, David who's going up against Goliath, we ought to motivate them. We don't need to be like Eliab when his brother wants to go after David. What are you, uh, what are you trying to do? No, we ought to motivate people. If they decide, if they decide to do that. And so we know there's, those people are out there. We've all asked that. We've all felt the same way. Like, what can we actually do? But let's, let's not just figure out how to find these people, but let's figure out how to help them find us. Cause I think that's important too. We want to find, we want the Elijahs out there to know we're here. We want those out there who might be feeling alone to know that, hey, no, there's people out there that will stand with you. So not how to just find more to join our remnant, but how to let that remnant that's out there, people like Elijah, to let them know, hey, we are here, we support you, we got your back. You are not alone. You're not the crazy one. Okay? Hey, we're not the crazy ones here. When all that nonsense was going on a couple years ago, we weren't the crazy ones when we just wanted to go to church without being harassed. We wanted to be able to sing songs without, you know, looking like compliant sheep, wearing diapers over our face and things like that. We wanted to travel like we did before. We wanted to be able to go to airports without being harassed and, and forced to wear these masks for hours in planes. And just just the, the dumb stuff that went on during that time. We, sh- we never should forget how dumb everything was. I wish every single politician would have been replaced in the next election cycle. That's what should have happened. After that, it, it really should have. And listen, don't get offended if I say some, some, some things against Trump, because I get it. Biden is a dead man walking. All right. We get it. He has no idea what's happening. He has no idea what day of the week it is. We all get that. But again, the stuff that happened during 2020, it was Trump was president during that time. That should cause you to get zero votes. And the fact that Biden did the same stuff and even worse when he got in office should cause him to get zero votes. You know, but at the same time, most people are brainwashed into thinking you got to pick one of the two. That's how, that's how most people are. But, so you're going to tell us who to vote for? Uh, I just, uh, unfortunately, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know who that is. But you know what? That's not the only way to make a difference. That's not the only way to motivate the remnant. Because I do, I think we're all against the wickedness in our government. Our elections 
are not allowing any good options to be on the ballot. People shouldn't have to vote in a way that violates their conscience. And again, our justice system has been compromised. There is no faith. I don't trust our election system. You're not allowed to say that in the internet either. I don't trust our election system. I don't think I should have to pretend that I do. Okay, there's a lot of what I call the low testosterone Baptists that are out there on Twitter and stuff that are always trying to shame those who don't go along with one of the political narratives and things like that. And they, listen, I don't trust the election system in our country. I don't trust our justice system. I don't trust the news media. I don't trust the people that are representing us. I, I think they are, are they, they definitely are, are against us. And so we are, but we are, we're against this stuff. We are against apostasy that's going on in churches. But what are some things that we can do to encourage the remnant? Because I believe they're out there. And let me tell you something. Our government, it knows for sure about the numbers of people that are out there that are not going along with things. They for sure know about it. And I think there's ways we can let them know we're here even more. But the first thing too, and some of these things might sound kind of cliche, but again, let's think, I, I want us to really take these things serious. So the first thing we just need to do, okay, I'm not asking anybody to join a militia right now. I'm not asking anybody to do anything radical. I'm asking you to just do things that Jesus said to do, things that we should always be doing, but let's just be aware of these things because these things will make a difference. And so the first thing is we do need to let our light shine. Our government needs to know that we are out here. And let me tell you, you want to know one of the things that sends a message to the government? How many people vote and also how many people are not voting? How many people are playing along with the system? How many people are not playing along with the system? They notice all these things. And they know all these people out there who aren't voting are probably people who are aware of the fact that this system is a mess, that this two-party system is a joke, and that if somebody out there ever comes along and successfully, you know, gets a message out there against that kind of thing, that the, all those people who do have the ability to vote will probably show up and they might get overthrown and their two-party system could get wrecked. And you better believe they noticed that. But Bible says in Matthew 5, 14, you're the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle, but and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We need to be very open about our Christianity. We need to be very open and public about who we are. This does not mean everyone in here is, needs to try to be a Christian influencer. Okay? I'm not telling you all to become... Instagram people and influence. Listen, if the Lord leads you to do some of that, you can be a good influence. By all means, do that. But I'm just saying, don't like, don't hide your light under a bushel. We've got too many Christians trying to blend in. We've got the low testosterone Baptists out there who are just trying to go along because they do. They just want to fit in. Oh, I don't want to be like those obstinate Baptists. I don't want to be like those Baptists that people don't like. Because they're harsh and they use strong language and they seem mean and, you know, and they're always getting accused by the news media of all these terrible things. I don't want to be like those people. No. Let your light shine. Let people see that there is, there is a huge remnant of people out there who are disgusted by perverts, who are disgusted by sodomites, who are disgusted by our government, who are repulsed 
by their policies. You know what? Let it be known that there are many people out there who are disgusted by you if you slaughter your baby. Let it be known. No, we can't be shaming people. In, no, we should be, we should be punishing people for, for certain things. But at the same time, our government's not doing it. But let it not be socially acceptable to be a pervert, to be a queer, to be a baby killer. It should not be socially acceptable to do those things. We absolutely should be disgusted with that kind of thing. We should not support that kind of thing. We're not going to go washing their feet and then justifying it and saying he gets us and things like that when it comes to that perversion. No, we're going to stand against that kind of wickedness and let it be known. Let it. And when, listen, people ought to be getting dirty looks when you go to a gas station and some dude's got green hair and long fingernails. Yeah, you ought to get dirty looks. Yes, people ought to be walking out of there when they see that kind of thing. You know, listen, don't be ashamed if you go into a public place and some freak is there for you to just leave your stuff there and turn around and walk out. You don't have to accept that kind of thing. Oh, you know, people, people get... Listen, we... that. There is a large portion of our country that is disgusted by that stuff. The problem is we're putting, hiding our light under a bushel. We're being silent about these things. When, when stuff's going on, like the stuff I read about in the hospital, there should be public outrage. You know what? There is outrage, but we're quiet about it. We don't say anything. We don't call places up. You know, we, we, don't, we don't make a big deal. We don't let these people know it's a problem. We don't quit doing businesses with certain places when they do this kind of thing. If you go to a drive through and they always wait. They always put. Have you ever noticed too? They put the freaks in the drive-through after you've already paid for your food. They never put them in the window where you pay for your food. They wait until you they get your money, and then they have the freak present you with your food after you've already paid for it. And they, they you know why they do that? Because they know there probably are people that drive off when they see that kind of thing. You know, and so you know, don't let these places get away. With that kind of stuff. Let every business should suffer when they shove that stuff down our throat. Every business that puts a rainbow flag in front of their place ought to lose a ton of business when that kind of thing happens. And, and most people don't like it, but we're quiet about it. We all get silent when that kind of thing happens. And so I'm not telling you you have to be a Christian influencer. I'm not telling you everybody's required to make a spectacle of themselves. But you know what? Letting your light shine just means simply don't hide who you are. If you're repulsed by something, be repulsed by it. You know, give people the dirty looks. Look at them like freaks. If people are being disgusting, if people are out in public using profanity, using nasty language, give them a dirty look. Say something to them. Don't be afraid, don't be afraid to do that kind of thing. I, I was in Walmart one time and all of a sudden I did, this lady just lets out a, a loud, filthy word. And she, and she walks around the aisle and like just kind of faces me and I just, ugh, I, I just did that to her. And you know what? I, and then I saw who she was with and it was somebody that I used to work with that was a you-know-what, a lesbian. You know, don't let them continue, you know, don't let people get away with just violating your children's ears with their profanity. Don't let, don't let people do that. These perverts, these groomers, that's why they're so open about all their things. Because they are, they are groomers. They are defilers. And one of the things they do, they like to flaunt their sin openly. They like to flaunt their perversion from their mouth. 
That's why they speak the way they do. That is why they use the words they do. People who use, I mean, listen, these people who use that kind of filthy, perverted profanity in public, they are, they are defilers. And they do not deserve respect. And you should. It should cause you problems in public to behave a certain way. But we've all been taught to just act like sheep. And just walk around and just don't do anything. Don't react to anything. And so, follow, follow, so following the leading of the Holy Spirit is something we need to do. You know, don't hide who you are. Don't be ashamed to let your Christianity show in your walk and talk. Don't be afraid to look like a Christian. Don't be afraid to act like one. Don't be shamed into silence when wicked is going on. When everyone is supporting wickedness, everyone's supporting garbage, go ahead and say something against it. Go ahead. Make everybody uncomfortable at the family reunion. Listen, a lot of times, especially young people, they just say things, you know, it's just like trying to be acceptable. They are. A lot of young people, the reason a lot of people are wearing the rainbow flag and doing all that stuff, they're just trying to fit in with society. Well, you know what? I don't want people like that to think for two seconds that they're going to fit in around me supporting filth. You know what? Let it, let it be an awkward moment. Let them be embarrassed. Let them get rebuked. And maybe they'll just shut up about those things. And then they won't be spreading perversion, spreading filth. And so don't allow yourself to be mistaken for the world and the wicked. It says in Exodus 23.1, Thou shalt not raise a false report. Put not thine hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Neither shalt thou speak in a cause to decline after many to rest judgment. Neither shalt thou countenance a poor man in his cause. Now, this is a little confusing for us because we have a very different way of life and form of government than they did in Israel 3,000 years ago. But the principles still apply. And often, whenever people would commit some kind of sin or crime, they would bring them before a congregation. They would bring them before the community. And they would judge them. And they were not supposed to just go along with the multitude. If the multitude was all saying something, but you knew different, you were not supposed to go along with the multitude. And often people would, because someone was poor, because somebody was a nobody, they would just let the congregation have their way with that person. That's not okay. When people are being wronged by our government, when people are being hurt by our government, by our community, by, our, by a goofed up legal system, we should stand against it. We should be vocal opposition against that stuff. We should never just go along. And let me tell you something. You know, there's only so much, again, in our form of government, in our current situation, there's so much, some, so much we can do. But for example, in the public schools, okay, the stuff that is being taught and promoted in our public school system is completely, 100% unacceptable, should be criminal, the perversion that is being taught, the grooming that is being done in our public schools. And you know what? I'm telling you right now, they notice, they're noticing the numbers of people homeschooling. They're noticing the numbers of people pulling their kids out of these schools. You know how much funding they lose? When they, you know, they get funding based on enrollment. And so when you take your kids out, they lose a lot of money. But you know what? The problem is they're not losing enough money. But you know what? We can do our part and we cannot put our kids in that mess. We cannot subject our kids to that perversion and that grooming that's going on in there. We don't have to go along with it. And so just make sure we're not following the multitude. Everybody was doing it. Well, everybody's doing wrong. You know, be careful repeating what you're hearing from our politicians and the news media. 
They lie. They're, they're politically motivated. They're, they're being funded by people. And it, it shows wisdom when one is able to just not speak about something when they're not familiar with the facts. I mean, you should have seen the Baptists when the Russian-Ukrainian thing first started. I mean, just Baptists were so quick to just repeat news media talking points, and they were supporting Ukraine. They want, they want me to forget how much they were praising Zelensky before it was revealed how perverted that guy was and just how wicked that guy was. You know, they're being silent now, but it's pretty sad in the beginning how vocally supportive Baptists were about that. And Baptists, too, they're quieting down now a little bit, too, about the stuff going on in Gaza. But boy, they were vocally, loudly supportive of that in the beginning. And they didn't have the wisdom to say, you know, this. let's wait till we know what's going on before we get all on board with this kind of thing. They didn't do that. Okay, now, some of us have been following these things for a long time, and we knew exactly what was going on when, when, when everything happened on that day, on October 7th, when they think the conflict started because they repeat news media talking points. But, you know, it's pretty sad what's gone on. You say, well, I, I had nothing to do with it. Hey, it needs to be politically devastating when our country and our leaders make the wrong decisions and how they support these things. It should be politically devastating. But we're saying all the wrong things. We're saying only the things that the Republicans or Democrats tell us we should say about all this stuff. But Proverbs seventeen twenty eight says, Even a fool when he holdeth his peace is counted wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. I wish I could just get people to just learn, just, hey, can you just not say anything for a while? Let's, it was like, too, whenever the COVID stuff started, just how many people were just quick to just give these strong opinions about, you know, this is, you know, this is going to happen. We should go along with this. Like, hey, you don't know. Shut up. These people that you're listening to have never been right about anything. And yet, all of a sudden now, you think they're right? How about we just force them to prove something to us before we just go along? Let's not be supportive of this stuff. And boy, that backfired. It back, it's a shame because they've tried to get away with this stuff a million times. Swine flu, bird flu, Ebola. I mean, just every election year. Every election year. There was always some kind of health scare, but we finally fell for it in 2020. We finally fell for it then. But when, when people make crazy claims without proof, it should have zero impact. Zero impact. It should just fall flat. It should get no views on, on, on YouTube. But yet, people eat this stuff up. We don't want to just go along with every societal norm, especially if it represents something wicked. Everybody's No, listen, don't go along. You're hiding your light when you do that. We need to let our world know we're not falling for their foolishness. We're not going along with every bit of stupidity they try to shove down our throats. But another thing we need to do to motivate the remnant is reach out and be supportive of those if you see them doing right. Be supportive. Matthew 10.40 He that receiveth you receiveth me. He that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. And he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give to drink one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. We should be supportive of those who are doing right. Even giving a cold cup of water, just doing something refreshing. Proverbs twenty-five, twenty-five: as cold waters to a thirsty soul. 
so is good news from a far country. That cold water, it's more than just quenching the thirst and providing the need, but it's giving a good feeling. And when you see somebody out there standing for right, when you see that guy out there on the street all by himself holding a sign, protesting abortion or whatever, if it's something good, you don't give him a thumbs up. Let him know, hey, there's more people on your side than you realize. I'm not telling you you got to get involved in every protest. I don't even know what's going on most of the time. I don't pay enough attention to that stuff. But again, when you come across people that are doing the right thing, support them. If you see people supporting garbage, roll down your window, give them a thumbs down. Just a thumbs down. Don't do any other kind of hand gestures. All right. We're not perverts. Okay. You know, give them a thumbs down, but let them know you don't approve. You see a bunch of blue hairs out there supporting, you know, trying to get their rights to slaughter their babies. You know, don't act like you're supportive of that. Don't honk your horn like, like you're being supportive. Roll down your window. Say something, you know, but I don't know. Say all lives matter or something like that. <laughs> that always gets people mad. I don't know, but you know, don't, don't support them. Said so even in our world of, you know, because we, we, all, we all know what it means to have a cup of water. It's refreshing. It's a good feeling. We should try to be a refreshing influence to people. We should be the type of people who restore people's faith in humanity. Okay? And I remember being encouraged back when it was controversial when that Brokeback Mountain came out. And I remember being encouraged. I remember being refreshed. As I was standing in Walmart and a couple of rough characters were standing there and they're like, I'm so sick of all this stuff. I'm so sick of them shoveling this bleep down our throats and, you know, just talking about, you know, all this queer stuff. And just two guys just loudly bashing the fact that Walmart right in the front, they got a big display for DVDs for a sodomite movie. And they, they were throwing it. They were throwing a big public fit about it. I was encouraged by that. I was, I don't think they should have used that language that they were using, but it was nice to see somebody using that kind of language for a good cause against, against the queers. But you know what? If, if, you, if you are, if you're against this, if you're just, say stuff, say in front of people so that I don't embarrass my wife. I do, I embarrass my wife all the time with that kind of thing. I'm always ex- publicly expressing my outrage and disgust by things. I, our world needs to know this isn't cool. Our, our world needs to know people are not all going along with this because a lot of people, they are. In their hearts, they're feeling like, man, something's wrong with this, but it seems like everyone's going along with it. Hey, let's remind them that we're not, not everyone's going along with it. Let them see people. I'm not telling you you have to be a spectacle, but if you are a spectacle, you know, somebody might be encouraged by it. And, but, you know, we, we need to be, you know, be careful. But even, even in our world of cell phones and social media, we have become disconnected to a point where people, they can commit atrocities even in their own cities and communities. And it's like nobody cares. Atrocities can happen in a community. And it's like because we weren't affected, you know, oh well. That's too bad. You know, it's too bad. We don't look out for each other. We are not looking out for the people in our local communities enough. But we need to be an Aaron and a her. Remember how they held up the hands of Moses? We need to be somebody who is holding up the hands of those who are doing the right thing. We need to be supportive of those who are being wrong. Romans twelve fifteen. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. Weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Might not high things, but condescend of men of low estate. 
Be not wise in your own conceits. We ought to we ought to weep with those who weep. If somebody else is hurt and upset by wrong, we ought to weep with them. We need to let them know they are not alone when it comes to these things. Exodus twenty two twenty one. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt neither vex a stranger nor oppress him, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Ye shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. If thou afflict them in any wise, and they cry at all unto me, I will surely hear their cry, and my wrath shall wax hot, and I will kill you with the sword, and your wives shall be widows, and your children fatherless. And when you see what our government is doing to people in this country, you know what? I don't want to be supportive of it, and I definitely don't want to be silent about it. If these people are going to be judged for what they're doing to these people, I want to be somebody who is standing with those people. Even if I wasn't directly affected by it, I want to be encouraging them. I want to be motivate, I want to be motivating those people because I do believe God's going to judge. Because while our government, they're not going to care about a 39 year old lady that was, you know, here in Sterling, Illinois, that was a nurse. But you know what? Her family cares about her. Her friends care about her. Remember, your child is nothing to our government. They would have been okay with your wife killing her in the womb. But at the same time, those children are everything to you. And so while it means nothing to our leadership when something happens to them, it does mean something to God. God definitely notices. God hears the cries. And so when people are wrong and they are hurt, we need to stand with them. We need to encourage them. We need to support them. So we might not be able to go and like defeat these enemies in high places. We might not be able to take out these kings. We might not be able to take out these pharmaceutical giants that are using us as human guinea pigs and making a fortune off of it. We might not be able to do anything about that. But you know what? We can, we can make it difficult for them. We, and we can be supportive of those who are maybe going the extra mile trying to do something to change these things. We don't need to do a background check on someone that we help. Help help whoever you can. But we def and we definitely you know, we don't want to just help those who are closest to us. We need to help the strangers. And it is so just be a, just be a model citizen. Be a model Christian, a family a family man if you're a man. 1 Timothy 4.12, Let no man despise thy use, but be thou an example of the believers in word and conversation and charity and spirit and faith and purity. People are not going to learn how to be a good family from our government, from what they're being taught in the public schools. They're not going to see good examples on television. Listen, if you happen to watch a TV show, a sitcom, where it's the nuclear family, where you've got uh, a, a man and a woman in the house, and especially if, that, if they are both white, the guy is going to be an imbecile whose wife is always walking all over him. That is not the example. We have to be that example. We have to show people how it's done. We have to show people how to be, how to be parents. God wants us to be that example. And let me tell you something. Our government is well aware of who they have power over and who they don't. Even if you go in the book of Acts, Rome was a world power at that time but they were in constant fear of the people because they understood how destabilized things were and how things could quickly go bad. And let me tell you something. I think the only thing stopping our government from just a full, complete socialist takeover is the fact that they still know, I think probably better than we do, that it would not go over well if they did. But they are working on it. They are doing everything they can to change things. I just watched a video this week 
showing how uh, why our country is very unlikely to get attacked by another foreign country. And it was showing all these different countries and it was showing the gun to po- uh, population ratio. And most countries, they have about 20 guns per 100 citizens. In America, we have 125 guns per 100 citizens. Listen, you want to know one of the ways you can help a country? Buy a gun. Oh, the government will know about it. I know. Let them know about it. Let, let, you know what? They need to know a large portion of our population is armed and, and, and ready to go. Other governments, they know about that too. You know China knows that. You know Russia knows that. Let it be known. Let, let, you know these, these are good things. Our government notices those percentages that don't vote. Those who aren't playing along. Okay, and who aren't buying into the nonsense by one of the two parties. Our government notices the percentages of people who aren't in public schools that aren't dependent on the government. Seems like everybody's getting dependent on the government. You better believe our government knows how many people are not dependent. Because the more people that are dependent, the easier it is for them to implement new things that they want to implement to control. They, they know that. Our government, too, you know, they notice those who are self-sufficient. The more people we have growing their own food. Did you know you're, you're even just growing your own food? That helps. Because look how much they controlled us just because they were able to control all the big corporations that we're all dependent on. But you know, the truth is, if we're able to get our own food, if we're able to get our own water, if we're able to take care of ourselves, it makes it harder for them to control us. And they know how many people are in the system and how many are not. And so remaining as independent as we can. I'm not telling you got to be a hippie and go live out in some compound somewhere. But at the same time, the more self-sufficient that we are on these things, the less control they have over us. That's why. And again, uh, you know, a lot of times we, you know, we just blame the government, but sometimes it's big business too. You want to know why they're, they're trying to make laws against raw milk? Because the milk companies, they're, they're lobbying them to do that because they want everybody to have to be their customer and you know what i'm sorry i i'm i'm normally for being obedient to laws and stuff but you know if they make raw milk illegal and i don't even like milk i'll buy it on the black market because i will not support that law there there are there are many laws i'm not just going to announce it here where i'm being live streamed all the things that i don't just go along with and support but there's a lot of things i don't go along with and you know what they know that too you know prisker looked when he started those new gun laws at the beginning of the year and they're paying very close attention to how many people are complying and going along with those things. Because they already knew who bought all the guns and things before. But you know what they, you know what they know? They can't enforce these things. But the problem is if almost everybody's complying and we've only got a small percentage that is, then they're like, you know what? We can do a full gun grab. But thankfully, there's a lot of people telling Fred Flintstone he can go jump on a lake. And that's good. These kind of things... Make a difference. And you need to keep, do, keep doing these things. Keep, keep drinking raw milk. Eh? I, don't, I, I don't even like milk. But it makes it harder for them to control. Keep, keep, more people get chickens. Get your own eggs. It takes away power from these food companies that are lobbying these politicians to force us all to do things. Do everything you can to avoid, use natural remedies if you can. I'm not, listen, don't ever come to me for medical advice. I am not a doctor. But at the same time, too, let's, it, it, I would encourage people to do everything they can to use methods 
where the government can't control you. And you know, isn't, isn't it interesting how much they like to scare us about natural remedies with virtually no side effects? It just might not do a good job of curing your sore throat you're trying to cure with it. But then all their medications that they put on TV commercials, they have to spend two minutes of the commercial telling you all the possible side effects. Isn't that interesting how that works? But they can control you with that stuff. If they can convince us we all need that stuff, they, they can control us. So, you know, the key to becoming effective in this area is be, you know, being someone who just, we can't be self-centered. Let's, not, let's think about others. Most people never notice the good anyone else is doing because we're just not looking. We need to watch. And when you see somebody doing good, support them. Encourage them. You see a politician accidentally do something good. Let them know, you know, let them know you notice it. That you appreciate that kind of thing. You know, we need to, we need to watch. We need to make it our mission to be supportive of those doing right. And we need to make sure people can see us doing right. Again, not telling you gotta be an influencer, but just be vocal. Be open about what you're doing. Let your light shine. And I'm telling you, our government is constantly paying close attention to these numbers. You better believe they notice them. And, but they're quiet about them. They're not going to announce these things on the news media that are discouraging to them because it would encourage more people. They're going to continue to ignore people like us, act like we don't exist, because most of us, we do. We isolate ourselves. And we get like Elijah, and we think we're alone in these areas, and that's exactly what they want you to think, hoping you'll just give up, and you'll just kind of finally go with the flow. But you know what? I refuse to go with the flow. But that's the way I feel right now. My feelings can change later on. And you know what? I'm, in, I'm always encouraged by those who are standing for right. And we need to make sure we're encouraging those. Let's pay attention to those around us and let's be a help and support and let's motivate that remnant. So with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for, uh, I thank you for this church and just the encouragement I get from the people here. And Lord, I pray you'll help us as a church to, uh, Lord, extend our encouragement to those outside of this church, the people in our local communities and our neighborhoods. Lord, people are watching. Our government is watching. And let them know there's people out there that do not go along with this wickedness, the perversion they're shoving down our throat, uh, that we are against it and that we're not going to support it in any way. Help us to be supportive and motivating to those who are trying to take a more bold and public stand and trying to be effective. Uh, help us to let our light shine so people will see uh, that there are there are people out there standing for truth, and I pray we can make a difference. In your name we pray. Amen.